You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. It's important to understand uh, that the text really shows us that our God is triune. One God, three persons, not a trinity. A triune God. Three persons, but one God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are the Word. And if you'll notice, when it talks specifically here about the word it never separates the word or the spirit from from God never and you have to understand that he is triune because if not the verse will look appear confusing to you. Because notice again, in the beginning, the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was, notice, with God. Two persons. And the word was God, but the same. It was with God, but it was God. Not using, not, I should say, dismissing God as triune. Separate, but one. Separate, but one. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Nothing was made that was made. So the first couple of verses reveal God the Father. God the Word or the Spirit. But then when we get to John 1 and 14, it brings in God the Son. Notice John 1 and 14. And the Word became flesh. 
and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten or son of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we have the triune God, three distinct persons, but one God. We especially want to consider the word because the word is identified as God, the spirit, though it's implied because in the beginning it was the word of the spirit that started creating or making things that we presently see. The earth, Genesis 1 and following, says in part, the earth was dark, was void, and so forth. But then God said, let there be light. And he continued speaking things, and everything he spoke manifested. But it was done through the invisible of the spirit. But he identified it as the word. Amen? Amen? And we see it clearly here in the text. But again, John 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the son of the father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The word was given the name Jesus. Moses gave a word in reference to the law, but the word that came from Jesus, or the word made flesh, was a word of grace and truth. She messed up, but I'm going to give her some grace so I can clean her up. He has lost his way, but I'm going to give him some grace in order for him to find his way. I'm going to give them grace, but my grace is going to be manifested fully through my truth. Jesus came with grace and truth. What is it about the truth? John 8, 31 and 32 says in Paul, and you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. The truth is that which creates. The truth is that when you consider all that we've talked about thus far, the truth is that which represents 
not only the word, but that which in the beginning calls everything to come into being through the spirit. He spoke truth. And truth began to create things. And Jesus came with truth in order to cause things to be created like in the beginning anew. Even when it comes to us. For 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, if anyone is in Christ. He or she is a new creation. Old things have, have passed. Behold, everything is new. Same thing that he started in the beginning, he is yet doing in the present. The earth was void and without form, but then God created that which became new. And even now when you look in the mirror, you know you're not the same person you used to be. Matter of fact, I, our newest in the sense of being born again happens once. But our newness in the sense of being in Christ happens continually. For we go from Glory to glory. We are constantly being changed. You say I have an old saying that, that said this. I must decrease. Why? So he can increase. I've got to become less of me. So God can become more in me. And when he gets in you, eventually it'll start manifesting out of you. <laughs> You'll become like him in spirit, in soul, and in body. That's the reason we are Christian. Christ-like. Woo! Years ago, when folk looked at you, they may have said, there go that old wino. There go that old girl with her managed self, but they can't say that now. That go that, that go that Christian right there. That girl always talking about the word. She always talking about how good God is. You Christ, like, you're Christian. How many know you're different? And you like to tell folk, I don't do what I used to do. Don't go where I used to go. Don't talk like I used to talk. And you let them know the reason? I'm Christian. I'm Christ-like. I think like him. I, I talk like him. And I do according to his written and revealed will. The word became flesh and caused grace and truth to come forth. And we, no doubt, are a manifestation of grace and truth. 
That, that's who we are. That's who we are. We can't explain what happened to us uh, in a literal sense that we went to see somebody and they helped us. No. Didn't nobody do for us what we are presently experiencing but God. Folk would try to get you to put it on something else. You must be better because of this. No, it ain't that. Well, is it something that I ain't heard about? Well, you probably ain't heard it. You just probably didn't accept it. Jesus. You, you ever notice how hard it is for folks to believe that the reason you're where you are, the reason you possess what you possess is because they just have a hard time with that. Some folks just have a hard time with that. But see, that's the reason Jesus of the word was given. Yeah. Because God wanted the world better. I said he wanted the world better. Matter of fact, Let's consider two things the reason Jesus was given. Notice John 3 and 16. First reason, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, that whoever believes in him should not, but have Jesus was given first because God loved what he created. He loved mankind. But knew mankind couldn't make it without help. I said knew we couldn't make it without help. I'll be the first one to admit I would still be doing what I used to do if it wasn't for God's help. I mean, it used to be a liar. Matter of fact, you were a liar plus. No, no don't be looking like that. You just didn't lie. You, you lied plus. Did this, that, and the other. Oh, you weren't no liar plus. You, you was a drunk plus. You thought you were that plus? But but look at your look look at your life. Look at who changed all that. God made sure you would be changed because he loved you. During this time you you you'll see movies and you'll hear folks act as if God don't love everybody. God love everybody. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter what you're going through right now. God loves you. But in order to receive God's love in the manner he intended, you have to believe, according to John 3.16, in Jesus. You have to believe that God loved you so much he sent 
the word in flesh or Jesus. Second reason he gave Jesus is going to bear witness to John 3.16. John 10 and 10. This is what Jesus said himself. Ready? The thief, got, the thief does not come except for to steal, kill, and destroy. I, I came that they or you may have life and that they or you may have it more abundant. This is the second reason he gave Jesus. So you could have life and that more abundant. Your life being abundant is not dependent on your job. It's dependent on Jesus unless the word is wrong. If you do right in reference to Jesus, your money coming. If you do right in reference to Jesus, your needs going to be met. I have come that they may have and that they may have it more abundantly. But it goes back to John 3.16. You got to believe that. You got to believe that. See, see, some of us, we had the mentality that if we were going to get, we got to do something crooked. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now you're trying to convince me you've been saved your whole life. How many of you not, you're not ashamed to let folk know I used to be low down? Break it down a little bit more for them. I used to steal from folk like you. Some of us was even more low down. We would steal from our own mama. I stole from my mama one time. She didn't have but seven dollars. I needed ten. She had seven dollars. I needed ten. You know what I did? Took the seven. I took the sound. Why you do that? I was in sin. Some of the low down stuff that we used to do, couldn't nobody help us but God. Some of you like me, you tried quitting stuff. And you did, you tried quitting some stuff. You even went certain places for help, but it didn't help you. The only one that could help you get out of your predicament was Jesus. Some of us were so broke, we could have wrote a book on being broke. Some of us were so jacked up, we could have wrote a book on being jacked up. But then Jesus...
you found not man. He said he came that, that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Some of us, when we hit rock bottom, we just say, well, I'm going to try Jesus and see. And that's, that's the honest truth. Some of us, we had hit rock bottom. We didn't, have, we didn't have no other alternative but to go to Jesus. It ain't like you just said, well, I'm going to get saved today. No. Some of us had to hit the bottom before we finally surrendered to him. And, and, and most of us that are saved right now, when you look back in hindsight, you wish you would have gave your life to Jesus earlier. If I'm talking about you, just say, preacher, you're talking about me. Say it a little louder, preacher, you're talking about me. You got to be to the point to where you understand that Jesus needs to be celebrated because he is our gift. God gave him for us. And God don't give no junk. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from God. Get this. When, when it's good, that means it's going to be a blessing to you. If you truly saved, Jesus has been a blessing to you. He has been good to you. And, and see, folk that only consider Jesus a spiritual thing, you missing the whole picture. He, he didn't come to be just a spiritual thing, a blessing to you. He came so you could have life. That means he going he gonna to transform you inside the church and outside the church. That means he going to make you better on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Every day he going to do something to make you better. You just have to be so in tune with him that you recognize his blessings. Because the Lord blesses you like nobody else blesses you. Ooh, you done read Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one and he adds no sorrow to it. He makes you happy. He makes you happy. He'll make you happy even when things are not going well. Even when you are experiencing pain in your body, he'll make you happy. Even when you don't have all that you need to take care of this, that, and the other, he will make you happy. Can't nobody make you happy like Jesus. You know why? His joy strengthens. I said his joy strengthens. That's the reason Nehemiah said the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's the reason David in, in reflecting on, on God and how he blesses you even in trouble said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. It doesn't matter what you go through as a child of God. Your morning is coming. 
joy is coming your way. Why? Because that's part of the reason God gave him. I have come that you, say your name, may have life. And that more abundantly. I not only believe that, I know that. Some of you, you not only, you may have started out believing, but you know that's why he came. You are a walking testimony that can prove that's why he came. And so, you have to understand the significance of the gift of Jesus. You have to see that in him is life that, yes, starts when you become born again, but it never ceases. Is everlasting or eternal. See, some folks equate eternal life with when you get to heaven and you're there forever. No. Eternal life starts when you receive Jesus as your Savior. That means your life starts changing day in and day out. Breaking it down. That means your mind starts changing day in and day out. Your talk starts changing day in and day out. The way you do things start changing day in and day out. Why? Everlasting life. Which, when you consider John 10 and 10, is synonymous with abundant life. You can't stay broke and be in Jesus. You can't stay dead spiritually and be in Jesus. That means you're going to stop sinning. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life according to Romans 6 and 23. And so we should have a clear understanding that when it comes to Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, all of these names are synonymous with the word. The word. I would not be wrong to say Jesus are the word. The word are God. The Holy Spirit are the word. Because all of them are the same. One God. Three. Three persons. Now I want to deal with the text. Especially verses 4 and 5. Notice again. In verse 4. 
in him or the word or Jesus was life. Not just existence. But theologically, God's gift. I have come that you may have life. It's a gift from God. I exist. But real life is when I exist with God's gift. Which is not just life, but that I may have life more. Help me. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Woo. Theologically, light represents God's favor. And the life was the light of men. Didn't say say men, men. But notice it's the light, divine favor. See, some see some folks God tries to show divine favor, but they reject it. But the light also represents that which manifests makes known or causes something to be clear. The word causes things to manifest. The word makes things clear. We thought we had to stay in the pole house until the word made things clear. The light came on. Or the word made things clear. You thought you were going to end up like your cousin. You thought you had to accept certain things because of your natural bloodline. Until the light of the word came on. You saw in the word what None of your teachers would show you. You saw in your word, you saw in the word what even your doctor couldn't see. You saw in the word something better and bigger than your money. You saw in the word something bigger than yourself. That's what you saw in the word. You limited yourself until the word showed you different. 
You thought you could only do so much until the word showed you. You thought you had to sell until the word showed you different. Who am I talking about? Yeah, you, you saw in the word, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't have to limit myself to this paycheck. I can give and cause it to be given unto me. Man, I don't have to stay on these pills all of my life. Jesus took stripes that I might be healed. Man, I don't have to live beneath my privilege just because I don't have this, that, and the other. Jesus done came so I can have life. The light shine among men. It shine among men. But again, Psalm didn't want it. Now, now this is the odd thing right here. Even when it comes to the church, you have some folks that they only want so much of what God is giving. They don't want the overflow. They, they, they you know, I got, I'm, I'm all right right where I am. But he want to do, no, I'm, I'm all right right here. Now, you may not say that <laughs> out loud. But you don't have to because your actions are very clear. You love Jesus, but you're only going to take it so far. Am I still contextual? Going back to... John 1 and 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. I want you to get out of your mind. That one little definition of comprehend, which says, uh, which is basically they didn't know it. They didn't understand it and so forth. That's not what it means here. Remember, the light shine in darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Comprehend in the text means the darkness did not seize, possess, or accept it. See, when God gives you a word, he'll make it clear. He'll make it plain. The light or the word shine in darkness. But the darkness did not seize it. It didn't seize it. The darkness represents people that are in sin. A people that 
love a particular pleasure that they do not want to give up. Darkness. The darkness did not cease. It's amazing, folk, you know, man, if I get saved, I can, I can have a life like so so and so. She 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 used to be so pitiful as a drunk, but she looks so good now. Man, I, I know him. He, that boy used to be big and every every day over there on River Drive, but Serene ain't seen him on River Drive no more. He ain't, he ain't going now. And folk could talk about how blessed folk are that have accepted Jesus but still won't <laughs> surrender to him. The light shines in dark. But the darkness did not comprehend or a season. And see, you, you have to understand, it, it's, it's bigger than just sinners. You got sinners that, that won't make the, the initial step of receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior. But you have saints that, that God will turn around and send the light of the word in reference to certain things in the church. And they still won't cease. You going through it financially and then all of a sudden the word comes forth telling you to give and it shall be. But you won't cease. A prophecy can come forth saying that God wants to heal you from your crown to the sole of your feet. But you are so dependent on what you have been shown by professionals. You won't seize it. Look at your neighbor say you're too grown not to seize what God Is showing you. He got a light on you letting you know you don't have to live beneath your privilege. He got a light on you letting you know you can do better. You can experience better. You can get this, that, or the other. Oh Lord, but let me show you something. Let's go to John 3. Y'all stay with me. We're going to start at John 3 and 19. I'm almost done. Just stay with me a little longer. John 3 and 19. Ready? And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men loved darkness, revel. And light because their deeds were evil. 
This used to be Walker. Do you ever want to know about Walker? Uh, John 319. This is Walker right here. I love me some darkness. Oh, good God, I love me some darkness. I would get up in the morning searching for darkness. I, I was a variety type person when it came to darkness. I, I had a variety of, of, of dark things that I, that I loved. I wish you would take off that church face and come clean this morning. Verse 20. For everyone practicing evil, get this, hates the light. Hates the word. Yeah, that's the reason. When real truth is going forth, folk get mad. They despise or hate the light. Notice again, for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deed should be exposed. But then he says, but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. And the wonderful thing about God, you can be in darkness, but if you just follow that light, he'll change you for the better. You can be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin, but if you just follow that word, if when you hear that word saying God want to save you right now and you come to the altar, it does not matter how dark you are. If you just follow that light, he'll clean you up from the floor up, from your crown to the sole of your feet. You can't love darkness. You, you, you got to start paying attention to darkness. Darkness been cutting out on you. Darkness been treating you wrong and you, don't eat, you, you, you ain't even been recognized. See, see that was my, my problem. I, I thought I was the one. But then you, you'll start seeing, you'll start seeing the darkness and you'll be like, Man, I ain't the one like I thought I was. The one. Watch this right here. How many of you think you were the one? Uh-huh, you don't even want to put up your hand. Yeah, you saved, you good and saved. Now, but back in the day, you thought you were the one. And all the while you thought you were the one, you were being played the whole time. I'm just telling you the truth. I had this little thing going on to where I, I had, you know, little, little trinklets scattered about. I'm just going to say trinklets. And so I never get one, one, one night. It came from a club. Never forget this. 
And uh, Joseph Happen went down this little street. Went down this little street where a trinket stayed. And uh, somebody was hugging the trinket. <laughs> Bray, I said, maybe I need to stop and see what's going on here. I know I'm too drunk. Let me just, but let me park right here and just see. Seeing the trinket and the one with the arm up go into the house. Light went on for about 15 minutes. You, you were in that car 15? Yeah. And then it went on. I said, well, ain't, I don't believe it's just sleep going on, but I ain't going to go to the window tonight. I'm going to call Trinklet in about two days and see, and just see. What were you doing uh, such and such a time? You know what? I was just so tired. That I didn't even go nowhere. I just, I got into bed about nine and I just slept until the next morning. I said, oh, okay. Okay. Lying is darkness. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, I, I, I found, well, <laughs> I'm not the one with Trinklet 3. That was Trinklet 3. Same happened with Trinklet 4, 5, 2. And I messed up 1. I messed up Trinklet 1. I mean, but, but I mean just, you'll start just seeing things just come apart to let you know. Darkness cannot even compare to the light. Get this. That's the reason in the book of Hebrews 11, and 25, it talks about sin or darkness as only lasting for a moment. The New King James says it, it's a passing pleasure. It's just something that, that passes. You enjoy it and then it's just like a vapor. It goes away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And, and, and then when you get saved and you look back, you be like, man, I sure enough knew I wasn't the one now. Because Trinkler 2, 3, and 1 told me they couldn't live without me. But here they are with somebody else and it ain't even been. Four months. What a 
what, what is the message? Reason I'm sharing all this with, with you. There is nothing, nor nobody, more important than Jesus. I've, hold on. Hold your clap for a minute. I've seen folks not come to the light simply because they're, they're trying to wait on another person to come with them. They know the light is there, but, but they don't want the light because of somebody else. The number one reason why folk will not come to Jesus is because they're trying to wait on somebody else. That they think loves them to the point to where they do anything for. That's not so. That's not so even when it comes to a, a spouse. I've seen women ready to get in the casket when their husband died. Oh, Why did you have to take it? Ooh, take me with you. I was a sinner, but two days after the funeral, after all that showing out, you can't. You 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 got to understand. Nobody is gonna treat you like Jesus. So when you see the light. Nobody can, nobody can treat you like him. There, there, there is no drug that can get you high like the high of Jesus. That's the reason we celebrate him. That's the reason we celebrate him. Nobody can do you like him. You can't love whatever you're into more than Jesus. And there's nothing wrong with loving, loving things, loving people. But nobody should ever come before him. Nobody. Nobody. Y'all still with me? I'm closing it. Let's go to, uh, well, let's consider verse 5 in John 1. And then I want to take you to another scripture and we're going to be done with it. Let's consider it again. John 1 and 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now go with me to John, the 8th chapter, and we're closing with this. And I'm praying y'all remember more of the word than, the than what I said about the trinklets. That's just a little example. But notice what Jesus says here. John 8 and 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. Be the light. So he basically identifies himself as the word. For the word shines in 
darkness. And the darkness comprehended not. But then Jesus said, I am the light of the world, or the word. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Does not mean you're going to be perfect. But notice, but have the light of life. This light is so powerful to where it'll guide you in every aspect of your life. Things you're running from, things that you're scared about, things that you're not sure about. This light is so powerful. It can give you an answer to whatever situation you're in of whatever the world has thrown at you. It's life-giving light. If you just follow me, I'll give you life. If you just follow me, I'll make your situation better. If you just follow me, I'll make you more than you ever dreamed of. Than you ever imagine. Paul so understood it to where he said he'll do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or what you think. Then he said eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man, what God has, get this, for his children or for those who have received him as Lord and Savior. He's life giving, giving light. Amen? Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.